welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Chris Grenzig on the line. He's an asset manager over at Toro Real Estate Partners. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, real estate's always a hot topic on this podcast, uh, and you're working in the multifamily sector. I'm really excited to get more into what you're doing over at Toro Real Estate Partners. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. How did you get started in business? Yeah, for sure. So it really started back in college. I graduated in 2014 from Hofstra University on Long Island, and I was a Division One athlete at the time. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending upon how you look at it, I probably didn't do the best preparation during school. You know, didn't really do any internships, didn't really have any jobs lined up when I graduated. So I graduated with, you know, no job and just got lucky that I kind of fell into a Division Two coaching role uh, up in Worcester, Massachusetts at Assumption College. And figured, you know, I'll I'll do a year. I'll give this a try, see how I like it. Um, so moved up to Massachusetts, tried it out. Did not really like it um, for the main reason, um, in order to supplement income as a assistant Division two coach, uh, you really have to do something else. Um, so I was working a lot of hours for, you know, not a long pay, and I didn't like being in Massachusetts away from friends, family, relatives, the whole nine. So uh, moved back, got a different job as a cold caller at a stock brokerage firm. Um, you know, didn't really need any experience to do it. Um, it was a foot in the door, something I thought was a resume builder. Um, kind of got in there and just kind of built my way up, got licensed, and just really became kind of disillusioned with the company I was at. Didn't really fit what I was trying to do. Um, and while I was there, um, my mom and my cousin were getting into single-family flipping. Uh, they bought a course here online and, you know, through commercials and stuff of that nature. So they kind of Drag me by my toes to come and check it out for a weekend. <laughs> I was awesome. twenty. I was twenty. Yeah, I was twenty-four at the time. So not exactly what a twenty-four-year-old is trying to be doing on the weekend. <laughs> you know, spend twelve hours learning about how to flip homes. Um, but I'm very happy they did because it got me to where I am today. Um, so we did like a you know a two or three day weekend where I learned everything about how to you know supposedly flip homes, and mm -hmm. it was great because it taught me a lot. I give this as an example all the time. I knew next to nothing. Well, I literally knew nothing about homes besides when I lived in one and when I rented one. Um, I used to think asbestos. I used to think asbestos was a type of mold. So I give oh that God. as a really good exactly. So if I can go from knowing nothing to what I know now, most people can. So um, you know, so I really knew nothing, and that was a really steep learning curve for the next seven or eight months. Um, we tried to flip homes on Long Island for that time period and failed. Um, the two reasons I come up with was one, lack of execution on our part, and two, I think the model that we bought into was not well built for high income, high tax, mm. high expense areas. It's definitely built more for, you know, secondary, tertiary, and rural areas, which mm. they have a proven track record in. So, um, combination of those two didn't work. We tried to pivot into buying tax deeds down in Philadelphia. Um, took a trip down there, and the way it worked was the auction was on Sunday. You would drive all day Saturday through these properties, and just significantly rougher than I thought it would be. And, again, I was 24, didn't want to spend all day Saturday 
every weekend driving to drive properties and then Sunday driving back down to the auction and then you start managing them every weekend. So again, just wasn't, wasn't what I was looking to do. Um, and from there I met, um, John Cohen, who's one of the founders at Toro and he introduced me into kind of the multifamily sector. Um, I invested in one of his deals passively. Uh, we partnered up on a few deals just on the side. And then from there I moved full time into the company and that was August of 2016. So it was really networking that got me in there. Wow, what an amazing story. And I, I love, I can hear it. I love the fight in you, man. Like, you're like, no, I, it's like figuring it out. And I think, you know, a lot of people listening to this can relate, myself included, to, you know, you don't always know what that next step's going to be. You know, we always want to do better, but you're thirst to definitely see what's next and to kind of climb that next rung and to figure it out is, is awesome. Um, so I love your experiences. If you were to give some advice to that that next group of people that are just, you know, graduating college or maybe they didn't go to college and they're just, you know, going straight into work and they, they're interested in real estate. Um, obviously, your first real foray was going to a conference. What would you recommend, you know, the, the, new, the new crowd do? Would it be a conference? Would it be a certain type of job they should be looking at? I mean, just in general, what, what would you say? Yeah, I think it really depends what type of path you want to go down. If it's you want to do real estate on your own or with your family and build your own little business or big business. Um, I would definitely say uh, conferences, books, podcasts, you know, connections, social media, that whole nine. If you're really looking for a career in real estate with, you know, a REIT or a large fund or, you know, working for someone larger, I would definitely start reaching out on, um, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, things of that nature and finding people that work at these companies, trying to connect them, see if you can pick their brain, get an internship, you know, see if they have any open positions, things of that nature. Man, I love it. You just, the bottom line is that you got to reach out. You got to reach out. You For sure, hundred percent. Um, you can't. And and I and by the way, so I, I may be saying this to, and killing my own sales, but you can't read about it in books all day. At some point, you have to connect with another human. You gotta. Doesn't mean don't buy my books, but I'm just saying that at some point you have to get out there and just reach out and find that mentor or find whoever's gonna you know, take you under their wing or you got, and you got to try and maybe you got to fail. Like, I, I like how you brought up, you said, ah, oh, the first one, the model, it's not that the model is bad. It just wasn't executed in the right area maybe, or there's a lot of different reasons, but um, you didn't give up. You kept going and you kept looking at different avenues to where you find yourself um, now at Toro Real Estate Partners, which um, I think that's a great uh, transition. Let's get a little bit more into what you're doing over there as an asset manager. So um, first off, what kind of things is Toro Real Estate Partners focusing on and um, what kind of clients are you mm -hmm. helping? Yeah, sure. So we are, you know, a, you know, call it a, you know, middle market multifamily investment company. You know, we focus on B and C class assets in the Southeast and the Midwest. We're really focused on, you know, North and Central Florida and the Midwest and those areas because we feel that they have really good demographic, uh, excuse me, economic and demographic indicators behind them, you know, growing populations, low unemployment, things of that nature. So there are areas people are moving to and jobs are moving to. Um, and we feel you can get a little bit more bang for your buck than, you know, an area like New York where we live in. Um, and if anybody pays attention to New York real estate, you know, affordable housing just got crushed in New York. So um, it's it's pretty interesting to see that play out. Um, but we focus on, you know, medium to large apartment complexes, really 80 units, 100, 150 units plus. You know, we bought anything from 82 units all the way up to uh, 453. Um, so we really look for larger apartment complexes where we can come in, put some good capital behind it, um, have an asset we can be in for 
several years, uh, cash flow, make improvements to, and ideally sell for a profit in anywhere from, you know, we've held as short as two years. Um, we've held as long as five years. Um, but most people we tell anywhere from three to seven, depending upon the type of property, how much work needs to be done, what the business plan is, et cetera. Any kind of trends you're noticing in your niche of the market? Um, the biggest trends, I think, are there's a big shift in, I would say, people in and around my age. So I'm 27, so I would say, you know, you're less than 40. Um, a lot of people are not purchasing homes, and it's pretty prevalent. Um, there's a lot of people that either have a large amount of student debt, so they can't save up to get, you know, the down payments or their debt-to-income ratio isn't high enough. Um, so we're seeing a really good ratio of supply and demand throughout the country. And in our specific markets, we always look for healthy supply and demand. So that's usually um, the number of new housing units being built. So that's multifamily, townhomes, single family, et cetera, versus the amount of people moving in every year. Um, we usually target at least five to one, um, but we like to be higher than that. So that's five new people for every housing unit being built. So across the nation, there's a really good ratio of that because there's less and less people that are buying homes or can afford to buy homes. Um, so that's a good trend for rentals, maybe not necessarily so much for, you know, the condo market or the single family, you know, mm -hmm. flipping market. Um, other things we are seeing as well is just really low unemployment, which means there's a lot of people who can afford to live places, um, which has really helped with, you know, low vacancy in apartments. You know, you're not seeing a lot of units sitting online for a very long time, as well as you're seeing, you know, good organic rent growth across the country. So, you know, well, you know, over that 2% kind of inflation number that you see, you know, two and a half, three percent 3%, um, a lot of the markets that we're in, we're seeing anywhere from three to 7%, depending upon which one. So those are, those are the two biggest trends we're seeing lately. Um, and I think that's helped kind of contribute to the extended real estate market cycle that we've seen. No, I love it. Um, all great stuff, and and it's interesting to see. And I'm not not asking you to have a crystal ball on this one. I'm just saying it's interesting <laughs> to see. I definitely like don't, how but. how long how long it's lasted and how long it will, and also just to see kind of the strength in a lot of it to understand that we might just be at some new norms, right? Um, so I mean that that does yeah. happen quite often in history. So um, sometimes making our comparisons of past numbers doesn't always work. No, for sure, and it's. Like you said, it's impossible to know. Um, you know, we thought for a while there with, you know, rising interest rates that has a direct correlation on multifamily because of cap rates. You know, you make your cash flow on the spread between, you know, your debt and the cap rate you operate at. Um, so as we kind of continue to see interest rates go up, we thought, hey, maybe this is the softening or the correction we'll see in the multifamily market and, you know, the commercial real estate market. And maybe that trend, you know, compiles over into some other areas, but then, you know, they've stopped raising rates and, you know, they may even look to cut rates, which may show something else in the larger, you know, economy. Um, but it hasn't necessarily impacted cap rates the way we thought they would, you know, two or three years ago when we were buying deals, you know, we were under, you know, underwriting the cap rates that were higher than we were buying at. So that way, if it did soften, you know, we had some nice cushion um, that hasn't happened. So we've just done better than expected, which has been nice. So, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's such, sure. such a, it's just such an exciting time in real estate and in the country, just in business, what's going on. So many shifts, so many things, so many different markets that are affecting others. I mean, think about real estate. I mean, what's going to happen in the next five years with the um, – with um, housing and we think about the baby boomers and now what it's going to look mm -hmm. like assisted living and memory and all, all these different types of 
housing schemes and it's like man it blows my mind like where we're going with all this <laughs> so it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of it's just exciting to me and in your position right you with coral real estate partners you're really right in the middle of all of that um in that multifamily um um area so it's really really exciting stuff um chris if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Toro real estate partners or to follow up what's the best way for them to get that info mm-hmm. a couple different ways so um the best way to get you know, in touch with me is definitely by email. It's chris at tororep.com, T-O-R-O-R-E-P.com. Um, but I try to stay pretty active on social media and things for that. So if you're interested in learning more about that and those natures, uh, LinkedIn, Chris Grenzig uh, on Instagram, it's Grenzig, G-R-E-N-Z-I-G-C-R-E, commercial real estate. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Chris, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and uh, giving us some updates and on your background, but also what's going on over at Toro Real Estate Partners, doing some great work over there. Looking forward to hearing more about it. Um, and to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Chris, thanks again for coming on the show. 